the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast with training camps well underway across the spectrum of the NFL. The buzz is building. The hype machine is deafening in certain locales with some of the shiny new toys at work. And... Uh, there may be no louder buzz right now than what's going on by the bay with the San Francisco 49ers as Trey Lance is earning rave reviews so far early on in training camp, Lundy. In fact, uh, according to Matt Barrows of The Athletic, who covers the San Francisco 49ers, he wrote this on Sunday, quote, the notion that Lance could overtake Jimmy Garoppolo early in the season, which seems so far-fetched on draft day and after OTAs, appears far more realistic today. Now, he said early season. That's the operative phrase there. But there's still a shot here that if Lance continues to shine, continues to earn the adoration of his coach and the players around him uh, with his remarkable tools that he owns in the box, not only he's got command of the huddle, uh, he's laser sharp with his passes, got a big arm, and of course that duality just brings an entirely different element to this Shanahan offense that Jimmy Garoppolo simply cannot. So, with all that in mind, Right now at DraftKings, Trey Lance to take the first snap of the regular season for the Niners in their opener is plus 330, and they get a softball matchup, one of the best matchups possible in Detroit on the road in week one. So there's a piece of me, you know, I'm not saying to go out and blow your bankroll on this, but if you want to get a little action, speculate that maybe Lance does seize the reins week one at plus 330, that's awfully enticing. What are your thoughts? I like it because, of A, I like the plus odds, obviously. But you brought up a really good point, which is you, you could see the argument made from the mental aspect, right? Like hold back, make sure he's comfortable, make sure he's ready to go with the NFL. Then you realize they're playing the Lions, and it really doesn't get much more comfortable <laughs> right. uh, than that. I mean, that is lazy boy recliner in the perfect position comfortable yep. uh, when it comes to Detroit, even though it's a game on the road. And in fact, the Niners open up with back-to-back road games uh, before they come back home to play the Packers. So if you wanted to throw him in there, push him into the deep end of the pool and see what he can do, uh, the Lions game might not be a bad one. So at a plus 330, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily break the bank, Brad, but I like a half a unit on this one. Yeah, if you want to strike it rich with the goal panner, again, plus 330, almost too good to be true. With that, on this Manic Monday, let's get to it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, the theme today, Camp Buzz, as we talked about with Trey Lance at the top, and there are a number of first-year players that are also starting to draw their own rave reviews. And let's go from West Coast to East Coast and talk about Elijah Moore, formerly of the Old Miss Rebels, now a member of the New York Jets, and the line on him, 700.5 receiving yards. And I'm taking the over here at minus 111, available at BetMGM. You look at Moore, he is what you call a quick twitch kind of dude. I don't know if you watch some of the ping pong in the Olympics. Uh, those guys are flying all over the place. They can you know, move on a dime at a moment's notice and read and react. And that's exactly what Elijah Moore did during his college career last season for Ole Miss. He forced 18 missed tackles in the open field. That was the sixth highest for any wide receiver at the FBS level. Uh, he was number four as well in total slot yards. And a lot of people peg him as a slot only guy. That's not necessarily the case. He's got more versatility 
ability in the arsenal. Going to see some snaps, I believe, outside. He's got electric wheels at 4.35 with a 40-yard dash. Uh, and again, that elusiveness in the open field. And plus two, the sure hands. He only had 10 drops on 200 career catchable passes uh, for Ole Miss. Uh, now you look at some of the prognosticators out there. Mike Clay uh, has got him projected for 737 yards on 94 targets. Jeff Ratcliffe, 705 yards. But fantasy football today, which is normally very aggressive, just 356 yards. Wow. I think they're going to be a wee bit off on that one as Moore has been the best wide receiver by all beat writer accounts so far in Jets training camp and with Denzel Mims struggling yeah he's gonna have to you know push Corey Davis for some touches but uh if Zach Wilson and him are already building up this chemistry that could carry over nicely into the regular season so feed or follow my over Elijah Moore I think he finishes right around 750 to 800 yards this number just at 700.5 receiving yards again minus 111 at BetMGM I will get seduced by the training camp, darling. Yes, I will take the over in this one. Every camp has somebody that everybody loves. Uh, And right now, when it comes to the Jets, it really is Elijah Moore, which is funny because you'd think after seeing some of those highlight uh, uh, catches that he's had that you might hear a little bit more about Zach Wilson. No, nobody's talking about Zach. Everybody's talking about Elijah Moore. Uh, The Jets are going to be in some negative game scripts, Brad, as you and I know. uh, And I think that's going to play into the yardage. I think that... Part of me thinks that he's going to tuck just really close to this number, but I think that you can take the fact that the Jets will be playing from behind. You can see the early chemistry between Wilson and Moore, and I think you put those two things together, and he gets up past this number. I'm with you. Put him right around 725, 740 by the time it's all said and done. And by the way, for those of you starting to work on your fantasy drafts, he is a bargain late-round guy that you can snag. Uh, I, I don't have it up in front of me, but I was doing a best ball last week, Brad, as you know, and I took Elijah Moore and took him really late. Uh, nobody else in our draft room was paying any attention to him or to the Jets, and I think I got myself a nice steal. So I'll follow for sure on this bet. Wide receiver 58, 143.1, an average draft position. By the way, Elijah Moore, make your voice be heard. He's the subject of today's Twitter poll. Go to at Noisy Wavos and decide whether you're going to go over or under. I'll share the results at the end of today's podcast along with some of your comments. So stick around for more Elijah and more of this next guy as well. Number four. Oh, yeah, it's the other Moore that is a rookie wide receiver in the NFL. Rondale Moore, formerly of the Purdue Boilermakers. Boiler up, Lundy. And the line on the Arizona Cardinal, 545.5 receiving yards. And I'm taking the over on this one as well. Minus 120 available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Moore's another guy on Saturday made a couple of splashy catches. One for a long touchdown. Had another contested catch in which he grabbed and then scurried right up. Uh, the left hash mark, and, you know, he's a guy that's consistently, or at least he did, while at Purdue, get open. Now, he's more of a gadgety guy, more of a horizontal threat where he would catch and operate mostly in the short field, but so far in training camp, uh, Arizona's led him run loose down the field, and despite his diminutive frame at five foot seven, 180 pounds, uh, Kyler Murray, one short man to another short man, uh, has made that short man connection early and often. And, you know, you look at Moore, 4.29, 40-yard dash, spark score in the stratosphere, so he's a supreme athlete. Uh, and oddly, you know, Arizona last season 
only ranked number 25 in pass percentage, tossing at 55.7%. Uh, but as Kyler Murray himself has said, he wants to run less this year. They want to emphasize more of the verticality. That's why they have Rondell Moore on roster to go along, with, of course, with DeAndre Hopkins. You bring in A.J. Green as well. Christian Kirk's still alive and kicking. Uh, I think Moore's going to get more work than people believe and more than just a gadgety screen guy. And a lot of the soothsayers out there agree. Mike Clay's got him for 641. Jeff Ratcliffe, 699 yards. But then again, there's the black sheep of fantasy football today at 313. No. <laughs> he may, he's probably going to double that output and maybe then some. So, fade or follow, Rondale Moore. Over 545.5 receiving yards, minus 120 at DraftKings. He's the definition, Brad, of the guy that you just want to get the ball in his hands. Because after that, yep. he, he he's dynamic, he's he's quick, he he makes defenders miss him. Um, and so this is all about scheming to get the ball in his hands. So I'm with you that it's not just about the idea of him being a threat uh, to get downfield, but this to me is do the dump off and then see what happens. Um, you know, start doing some Madden spin moves for crying out loud, because that's what he can do. The more you see of the film and the more you look at the folks that are covering the Cardinals here during training camp, they're all saying the same thing, which is incredibly dynamic. That's the word that I saw used, I think, yep. two or three times over the weekend. So I think you're going to see a, an offensive minded team obviously trying to get away from Kyler having to scramble and run all the time, find ways to get it into Moore's hands. So I will follow on the over with this one. Uh, what could be interesting, though, I mean, is. Is this like a fly sweep guy? I mean, this he could be used in a number of different gadgety ways on this team. And I've got to think that Kyler Murray and company are drooling a bit at the prospects of him getting over 545 and a half. Yeah, hopefully Cliff Kingsbury will be creative with Rondale Moore's deployment. Run, Rondale, run! Number three. All right, moving on uh, to some more camp buzz that is out there. And it's tied to Big Irv Smith Jr. of the Minnesota Vikings, in which Kirk Cousins is, quote, feeling very very comfortable, in quote, tossing the rock in his general direction. The opportunity, the door of opportunity is swung wide open for Big Irv as Kyle Rudolph is now with the New York Giants. So he could emerge as the true blue number three target within this Minnesota system, of course, behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. At the expense of Adam Thielen, too, I believe, Lundy, he is going to siphon off some of that end zone target share. Remember, Thielen led the NFL in that category last season and for that reason i'm taking the over on five touchdowns hey now there's no captain of uh flat number uh on that over at minus 110 available at DraftKings sportsbook and a look at irv last season again with kyle rudolph still in the mix and he missed a few games only played in 13 contests he had 12 red zone targets i think he come close to doubling that output this year, again, with that clear path of opportunity, only 11.6% of the target share a season ago. Uh, so if he can you know, get into that 65, 70 target range, entirely doable. Knowing the accuracy of Kirk Cousins, who was number eight and catchable target rate, Irv was last year because of Cousins' ability to deliver crisp and on time. Now you look at some of the prognosticators out there. Clay's got it for four touchdowns, Ratcliffe for four touchdowns. But fantasy football today, you know, how we were admonishing them for being way too conservative on the pair of rookie Moors. Well, they've got Irv Smith for six touchdowns this season. And that's exactly where I believe he will wind up. So fade or follow, Big Irv Smith over uno, dos, tres, cinco, five touchdowns, minus 110, available at DraftKings Sportsbook. I hate that there's no hook involved yeah, in me this, too. Brad, because me too. I – 
Would I be surprised if he had a half a dozen? No. But would I be surprised if he finished right at five and I sat around all season waiting to cash a ticket that I just did the push? Yes, I could see that as well. I love his ability to get involved in this offense, though, because as you said, he could become a really good target for them. They've already talked about how they want to get him more involved. Uh, that has been the buzz coming out of camp, um, and they're saying all the right things about trying to make him a bigger part of this offense, and he can be, especially if we get into that target range that you're talking about. So I'm going to follow on this one, but damn it, I wish we had a hook. Yeah, me too, for once. Stick around for my top plays in Major League Baseball plus bonus time. Number two. All right, let's go to the MLB and work in my, one of my top plays today, and it is on San Francisco. Oh, Chris Bryant, pouring out for my Cubs. Uh, I was a bit emotional uh, at the trade deadline. Rizzo gone to the New York Yankees. Of course, he's raking. Javi Baez gone to the New York Mets. It's a bomb in his first game uh, with that team uniform on his back. And Chris Bryant gone to San Francisco. He also went yard. Figures. I guess, uh, you know, those three were involved in some sort of baseball purgatory. And they're happy to be freed and loose in their new confines, and uh, they are applying bat to ball with frequency already. And I think the Giants, Chris Bryant's current employer, as a collective will do the same today against who? Oh, of course, it's the Baby Snakes of Arizona. The laughable, flattened, they have been turned into a pair of boots uh, kind of Arizona Diamondbacks uh, this season. Minus 115 on the run line. Of course, got to win by two runs or more. This one available at DraftKings. You look at the Giants this season at 775. Post All-Star break OPS, uh, they have covered in 7 of 10 contests against the division rival Arizona. And Taylor Widener is on the mound for the D-backs. He's got a 4.42 ERA, but 10 earned in his last 8 and a third innings pitch. He's been plagued by the long ball, giving up 1.96 home runs per nine. And also has been plagued by his lack of control. Needs to really harness that command. Sporting a 3.93 walks per nine mark. So pull it all together. San Francisco on the road in front of a capacity crowd of, what, 300? Because Arizona's so lousy. Such a terrible product to watch. They cover on that run line minus 115 in the Sonoran Desert. Feed or follow my Giants pick. Oh, it, it's Come on, man. Really? It's the snakes. OK, so, yes, I'm following this one all day long. I Run line. You could alt this up. I bet you I bet you San Francisco wins by three. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, I think they just absolutely handle them uh, in this one, especially given the fact that uh, that we're talking about a guy that's given up 10 earned uh, recently. So, no, I, San Francisco is going to roll this one. It's kind of like watching the Rockies on the road uh, <laughs> right. against the Padres. You know, go what they lose yesterday. Eight to one. Uh, uh, yeah, you can basically just keep uh, uh, rolling on the run line when teams are taking on Arizona. And I do feel bad for the fan base because you got that stadium down there and, you know, you could you could drop your beer out in left field and probably hear it at home plate. <laughs> yeah, they're quite the embarrassment right now. Make some G's with the Giants. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, let's talk about a pitcher that moved to the trade deadline, uh, going from the AL to the NL, formerly with the Oakland A's, now with the Miami Marlins. That's Jesus Lazardo. And I'm taking the under on six and a half strikeouts against the New York Mets. Juiced up a little bit at minus 140. This one available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, you look at what Lazardo has done this season in six starts. And remember, he hasn't uh, taken the ball in a start since May. 
May, uh, but over the first couple of months of the season, a 5.79 ERA in those six turns of the rotation, again, formerly with Oakland. Um, you look at what he has done, you know, on the year in terms of his walks per nine, 3.86, uh, not the greatest. Also been hurt by the long balls at a 1.61 home run per nine mark. And you look at uh, this New York Mets team, a 777 post all-star break OPS, and they got a respectable 715 OPS against Southpaws, which Lazardo is this season. Six and a half, way too aggressive. I think it's maybe a 5K evening for the fish. Feed or follow my under Jesus Rosardo under six and a half strikeouts against the Metropolitans. Yeah, switching coasts, switching teams, switching leagues. This feels like way too aggressive of a number for me. I like the idea of him tucking underneath this at five. Maybe he gets to six, but I think Captain Hook will play into this one, and he tucks up underneath it. By the way, an odds boost for you if you really mm-hmm. like what the Mets are doing. Uh, Javi Baez, two or more hits, boosted up to plus 310 uh, for the contest tonight. If you like to uh, sneak in those Major League Baseball boosts oh well if only it was two or more k's for javi i'd be all over it i don't know about hits <laughs> that's, a, that's a difficult and delicate line to walk there Luddy. let's go to bonus time i got a couple of extras that i like uh let's start off with the o's and yankees give me the over in that baltimore new york matchup of nine and a half at minus 115 this one i pulled from DraftKings. you got jorge lopez on the bump who has been philanthropic to the opposition giving up a 6.19 er a four plus earned runs in six of his last nine starts. And uh, you look, he is going up against Andrew Heaney, who came over from the Angels to the Yankees at the trade line, and he's not been much better. 6.89 ERA in his last six starts. Uh, and you look at uh, the New York Yankees, a 7.03 July OPS. A little underwhelming, but I think they're going to you know, make their mark against Lopez. Uh, and Baltimore, too, by the way, has had a lot of success against Southpaws, which Heaney is, with a 7.61 OPS against left-handed pitching. So, again, the over, Baltimore, New York, Nine and a half, I like a lot. And last and certainly not least, give me Colton Wong on the Milwaukee Brewers over one and a half total bases at plus 120. Let's get seduced by that juice available at BetMGM. He's facing Bryce Wilson, who came over from the Braves in the Richard Rodriguez deal. Uh, Wilson, a work in progress, a young prospect who's been beaten up, to say the least, on the bump. 5.88 ERA on the season, 10 earned runs his last nine innings pitched. And Wong has been raking at the dish. Three multi-hit games in his last five and a 327 batting average over the last 30 days. So, again, over one and a half total bases there. All right, before we get out of here, poll results on Elijah Moore, the talk of New York Jets camp. Over or under 700.5 receiving yards, minus 111 either way. Again, pull this one from BetMGM. And we've got 247 votes cast. And the under is the winner, winner, chicken dinner at 61.9%. Uh, which is a bit shocking to me. I guess people saying, hey, it's don't get you know, caught up in the preseason or training camp coach speaker buzz. Uh, some comments that were added. RJC says, uh, plus James uh, Jets game script will be in his favor. Should hit 800, 900 yards. He goes, uh, he also adds that Debo and Ayuk will cruise by 700. Uh, they did that in their rookie seasons under uh, a Mike LaFleur. So he believes that will then apply to Elijah Moore. John Donnelly says, there's something to keep in mind. He's wide receiver four the depth chart right now. Yeah, I think Denzel Mims is still wide receiver three, and he's running with the twos. Depth charts mean nothing, John. Nothing this time of year. Jeremy adds, don't know the prop. 
Don't need to. Betting the over. I like that confidence. And Lord A. Crosset says, rookie fever will have the votes swing over, but this is the J-E-T-S. I will go under comfortably. People just fading the Jets, which has normally been profitable over the years, slutty to say the least. And with that, that is a wrap on today's edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Wavos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, fade or follow, that is up to you. Fade the Noise.